Blog Talk Radio. <laughs> Everybody, it's Ted DiBiase, the Million Dollar Man, and you're listening to the Wrestle Talk Podcast. And I'm the Night Owl. You're tuned in to Wrestle Talk. 657-383-1521. We'll be discussing WWE, NXT, Lucha Underground, ROH, Fantasy Wrestling, and we'll have some of the best damn interviews professional and independent wrestling that you've ever heard. And I'm Joe Lance. Ladies and gentlemen, buckle your seatbelts, keep your arms in the vehicle at all times. Wrestle Talk begins in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Enjoy the ride. What is up, WrestleTalk Podcast family? How the hell is everybody doing tonight? I am doing absolutely amazing tonight. We've got DJ Stewart coming on. We've got David Ungle coming on. We've got the Hot Spot segment. We've got the Shooting Shop segment. We've got the WrestleTalk Podcast Game Show Challenge. We've got the Fantasy Wrestling segment. we got so much stuff that we got going on tonight. But I do have something that, that I wanted to let you guys listen to. This has to be the greatest song ever, right now, ladies and gentlemen. So, I'm going to use my phone. I know, I know, I shouldn't be using my phone for this, but let's see if this is actually going to work. It's going to be a great week, ladies and gentlemen. It's going to be an absolute great 
week. Tonight on ESPN, they got the Royal Rumble, the 2020 Royal Rumble. So the Royal Rumble that just happened a couple months ago, you can watch it right now on ESPN. The entire thing, that's, gonna be, that's freaking amazing. They got that going on. They got, uh, they, they, they've been showing WrestleManias coming up. Uh, you know, so much is going on. I am thoroughly ready for this weekend, Saturday. Saturday. WrestleMania. Two days. Two days of WrestleMania, ladies and gentlemen. For the first time ever, yeah, it's, 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 they're not going to have any fans there, but we get two days of WrestleMania. Like, man. And then they've got so much content that they're doing leading up to WrestleMania. It, it's, it's absolutely amazing how much content that they've got going in Leading up to to WrestleMania, um, we do have all kinds of news, so we're gonna get into that once we get into high spots. But there is one thing that we gotta do. We didn't really want to do this, and it's always a tough time when we do have to do this. So I'm gonna do my best. To, to to honor somebody. So, ladies and gentlemen of the Wrestling Talk Podcast, on March 26, the wrestling world was crushed when it was announced that wrestling historian and Colorflower Alley Club executive treasurer Dean Silverstone had passed away. Dean was a wrestling fan that had turned into a promoter and was a huge supporter of old-time wrestling through his reunions at his Washington home, and throughout his commitment to the Colorflower Alley Club. Dean was always there to answer a question, and he was always there to share a laugh, ladies and gentlemen. In 1959, Dean pitched the idea of publishing a arena program in Seattle, Washington, to promote Harry Elliott, thus starting his career as a professional wrestling publisher at the young age of 14. Silverstone pioneered the concept that was recently been revived by All Elite Wrestling by having legitimate win-loss records for the talent, like it was boxing or MMA in the programs. Dean went on to write, create, print, sell programs, write, and handle publicity and act as a box office manager. By the time he was 19, he was promoting spot shows and working as a referee. Dean graduated from the University of Washington with a degree in journalism and always kept everybody's attention. He never wanted to be in the spotlight. When Harry Elliott closed his promotion in 1968, Dean went into business for himself and created Superstar Championship Wrestling. As well as being a, a huge fan of professional wrestling, Dean was also a lover of music. And he opened up his first Golden Oldie record store in 1975 and turned it into a business venture which would grow to 11 stores in all areas of Washington. When the producer for David Letterman called, called, 
called him in 1994 looking for 100 copies of Chicken Fat, the youth fitness song promoted by President Kenny Kennedy, Silverstone had 96 copies. Copy. When Thriller was selling for $1,225 online after Michael Jackson's death, Silverstone sold dozens of copies for only $5, knowing that he would would get more repeat business by selling them for what they were actually worth. In 2014, Silverstone published his autobiography, I Ain't No Pig Farmer, with the accomplished professional wrestler author Scott Teal. It shares stories that otherwise might have been forgotten about the Northeast Wrestling Circuit, which had the biggest annual sports draw in Washington before the Sonics, the Sonics, the Seahawks, and the Mariners. Silverstone was a lifetime member as well as the financial secretary and treasurer of the Colorful Outlook and served as an executive board member for nearly three decades. Silverstone was preceded in death by his wife in 2016, and he said that he wanted no services. The, the, the resemblances of Dean spanned the professional wrestling world. Greg Oliver wrote about Dean's passing on Slam Sports. Bob Johnson wrote about his Dave Metzler, and Brian Avalos wrote as well. Ladies and gentlemen, Dean Silverstone was an amazing, amazing gentleman. And it, it really, truly saddens us to hear that he had passed away. So what we're going to go ahead and do right now is we are going to ask for a moment of silence while we play a 10-bell salute for Dean Silverstone. absolutely hate having to do this. I mean, you know, it's, I know Dean wouldn't want anybody to be upset about, you know, him passing away, and he would want the uh, show to, to, to go on, and ladies and gentlemen, that's exactly what, what, what we have to do, Val. It is a sombering moment. The show still has to go on, ladies and gentlemen. So what we're going to go ahead and do is do what we always do, and we're going to start off by doing the uh, the uh, Star Spangled Banner by the one and only Carl Lewis. Anton Timmy? Free. 
brings a tear to my eye every single time, ladies and gentlemen. Every single time brings a tear to my eye. There's just something about Carl Lewis and that perfect rendition of this Star Spangled Banner that brings a tear to my eye every single time. Well, ladies and gentlemen, as we still... Wait for the night owl. We promise you he's going to be calling in. We promise you he will be calling in. Intern Timmy, if you can please hit that music for the high spots, please. professional wrestling. It could be New Japan Pro Wrestling. It can be All Elite Wrestling. It can be Ring of Honor. It could be Impact Wrestling. It can be the WWE. You can be pissed. You 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 can call and tell us about anything you want to. The number that you want to call us is 657-383-1521, ladies and gentlemen. That is 657-383-1521. And I have a high, I have a high spots topic topic that I want to talk about, ladies and gentlemen. Right now we're going to talk about a guy by the name of Teddy Hart. Um, Teddy Hart is a great wrestler, but he cannot seem to get himself out of trouble. A couple of days ago. I'm going through my YouTube, and I'm friends with a guy by the name of uh, Ace Montana, who is a, he was a wrestler for, for Kobe Pro, and I see this this video that he's posted about Teddy Hart, and I'm like, huh, I didn't even know that Ace Montana knew Teddy Hart. Well, apparently, Teddy Hart attacked another wrestler by the name of Maria Manic. And basically was thrown out of the house, and Teddy Hart got arrested again. Um, you know, I, it seems like Teddy Hart is always, always, always getting into some sort of trouble. Like, as much of a great wrestler that Teddy Hart is, he's always found some way... <laughs> to cause some sort of controversy. Um, you know, I just wish that, that, that Teddy Hart could just do what he does best, and that's just wrestle. You know, 
could getting into trouble. Ladies and gentlemen, I think that it's time. I think it's time. Ladies and gentlemen, is he here?
Uh, I've been supporting Roman Reigns throughout this whole process. And by the way, Facebook Live, we are finally back. Oh, my goodness. What a pain in the ass. <laughs> like I said, technical uh, issues galore. But, hey, as long as we get all this worked out um, before our first guest comes on, I think all is well. But anyway, dude, it's about time that Roman Reigns got 100% real with everybody. And this right? is what everybody's been this is what everybody's been asking for, right, Jonesy? Like, Roman Reigns, he's reading off the script. You know, they should just let him, like, you know, they should whole personal life, okay? Jonesy, he said it in the promo. It wasn't even a promo. He said it in the video. He said, you guys don't know if I have newborns. You guys have no idea what's going on in my life. How dare you? How dare you try to pass judgment on me and what I've got going on? Dude, this dude legitimately fought leukemia. Many, many, many people every year die from leukemia. We're very fortunate to have him back and almost back to 100% healthy. Why should the man put himself in harm's way for the sake of a bunch of people that don't appreciate him in the first place, Jonesy? It don't make no mother-loving sense. You get what I'm saying? He's 100% right from my perspective, bro. Roman has the right to make the decision that's best for him and his family. Anybody who disagrees, I want to hear from you guys. 657-383-1521. Remember, guys, we are donating 50% of our profits from the WrestleTalk Podcast mugs. Guaranteed to make your beer taste 17% better and everything else you put in it. More information on the mugs, how to get them customized over at WrestleTalkPodcast.com. What else we got for tonight, Jonesy? I know you had quite a few topics you wanted to run through during high spots, baby. I I do I do I do. Um, one of the things that that I wanted to do was the Undertaker cut one hell of a promo last night. This feud with Undertaker and AJ Styles seems to me that it is almost a shoot. Like it, it's absolutely crazy. So this, ladies and gentlemen, I actually have the Undertaker's promo ready. So take a listen to what the Undertaker had to say. About AJ Styles. AJ Styles. Or should I say, Alan Jones? I mean, since we're being real now, you know, for such a small man, you got a really big mouth. And I don't know if you have a big set. You're just really that stupid. Either way, your mouth's writing checks, your ass can't cash. I'm sure you thought by dropping some pipe bombs, you'd get under my skin. Son, I've heard a lot worse from far better than you. Although I must admit, there are some truths to what you've been saying. You said maybe 10, 15 years ago, you probably would want to try me. You're damn right you wouldn't want to. You were content being a big fish in a little pond because you knew back then you didn't have what it takes to hang with The Undertaker, Stone Cold, The Rock, Shawn Michaels, Triple H, Kurt Angle, Mick Foley, Eddie Guerrero, Booker T, Edge, the very best this business had to offer. The phenomenal one, my ass. You waited till they were all gone. 
except for me. Now, I'll be the first to admit, I've got far more matches behind me than I do in front of me. But, Alan, you stepped in something now there's no coming back from. Your foolish pride is making really bad decisions for you. All the things you said about me, I get it. I do. It's just business. Where you crossed the line, though, was the first time you mentioned her. I think your pride is playing games with you again. I think you're mad because she does the faith breaker, a.k.a. the Styles Clash, better than you do. She got it over. <laughs> no matter the reason, you're going to pay the ultimate price for disrespecting her. My wife, Michelle McCool. And you're going to pay that price in a boneyard. Remember, that was your idea. You want to be relevant at the showcase of Immortals, WrestleMania. And who better to make that happen than The Undertaker? Try me. I'll make you famous. And I hope you bring those two ass clowns, Gallows and Anderson, with you. All three of you can feel the wrath of the unholy trinity I'm bringing with me. Just know you will feel the pain. You will get hurt. And you will suffer. And most importantly, you will rest in peace. Now, 
And I remember mm-hmm. back to that period right before the Attitude Era that we always hear about where the WWE was doing a lot of, a lot of like, like rea- not reality-based gimmicks, but gimmicks based on, like, people's occupations, right? It was, like, occupationally-based gimmicks. There was, like, the trash man and the plumber and the doctor and, and all this sort of stuff, right? So, like, it feels like WWE's late to the party, but, dude, they always do it better than everyone else. Like, I really enjoyed what AJ was doing a couple of weeks ago. I think I brought that up just kind of out of the blue. And I didn't expect for Undertaker to respond in the same type fashion. The Repo Man, great example there by Luchador. Uh, I did not – oh, Topeka's in the house. What's up, y'all? Hey, please make sure you guys share. Hit the thumbs up. Hit the hearts. It really encourages us during the broadcast. Uh, but anyway, so better than I think it should have. But they're finally starting to cut guys loose. I think with the advent of and the uh, the rise um, uh, of, of guys like Seth Rollins, Kevin Owens, guys that can grab the microphone and kind of take control, it's starting to give the management more confidence in the talent to be able to do that. Because what AJ Styles has been doing and what Undertaker has been doing, it, it can't be scripted, right? So they're being told, hey, here's kind of the direction you're going in. Go out and do the rest of it. Clearly, nobody's reading off cue cards here, man. Two of the very best to do it, both inside the ring and, and on the microphone. And honestly, this to me is a better match than we ever would have gotten if it was Sting versus Undertaker. AJ Styles is going to make Undertaker look like a million freaking dollars. Credit to WWE for booking this match. I mean, who doesn't AJ Styles make look like a million dollars? When has he had a bad match since being in WWE or even before then? Somebody's going to have to educate me because I haven't seen it, Jonesy. The dude is indeed nothing short of phenomenal. I love what those guys are doing. Love it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, I could not agree with you more. Um, it definitely feels like that that these uh, promos are definitely not uh, scripted promos. Like, they are told to just go out and, and you know, you know, and th- this is the direction that you're going and you know, not every wrestler is is actually going to be able to do that. Uh, you know, there are some wrestlers that 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 would literally have a issue with with going out there and just shooting from from the hip. Somebody like Seth Rollins is able to go out there and and he doesn't need a script. Kevin Owens doesn't need a script. AJ Styles doesn't need a script. You know, so it, it's just. I am thoroughly excited for WrestleMania. Even though there's no fans that are going to be there, hopefully the WWE is going to be able to make up with that by having, you know, cool concepts. And, you know, you, you've got the Boneyard match, which I'm not sure how they're going to do the Boneyard match. They, they've got the, uh, uh, the Firefly Funhouse match, which that should be... Be interesting. I mean, it can't be any worse than 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 the uh, uh, match with, uh, with Randy Orton and uh, um, Bray 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 Wyatt. So you know, it can't be any worse than the, than that match was. But you know, so it, it definitely is is interesting. Um, it it is confirmed that Roman Reigns is not going to be at WrestleMania, so taking his place is going to be Braun Strowman. Um, my question to you, Renee, is do you see Braun Strowman finally winning the the world championship and having a feud with Roman Reigns? 
Uh, yes, I absolutely do. I think that no matter who Goldberg ends up facing at WrestleMania, he's going to lose the belt. Uh, will Braun Strowman, you know, lift Goldberg over his head and drop him like a sack of potatoes? Uh, probably not going to see that. I think something happens that makes, uh, if Goldberg is to retain, I should say, uh, obviously, okay, if Goldberg's to retain, he's going to destroy Braun Strowman, which I don't anticipate to happen. If he loses, then they're going to find a way to, like, either distract him or to cause some sort of issue for him so that he loses to Braun Strowman without looking like he took a legitimate loss like maybe a Bray Wyatt appearance or something wild like that to distract Goldberg just enough so Braun Strowman can get the one-upsman. And then I think we can expect Braun Strowman to go full heel that night. So I expect a full heel turn from Braun Strowman. I expect Braun Strowman to win, and I do not expect him to win clean. That's kind of what I expect. But going back to the situation and the conversation about Roman Reigns, bro, the man's got a decision to make. It's his business and nobody else's. So WrestleMania would be just as good with him. And I thought it was funny that he took a crack back, Jonesy, with that comment that you brought up earlier about, hey, you guys are always bitching that I'm on the show. Now I'm not on the show and you got something to say? Like, come on. Like, you can't have your cake and eat it too. You know what I mean? Like, sure. <laughs> knock, knock, knock. Can we have a little decorum here? Everybody is so full of crap. And I guarantee you he's right, bro. I guarantee you it's all the same people, Jonesy. Well, we're waiting for DJ, guys. What else do you want to talk about before uh, we bring DJ on with us, uh, Nightmare Jones? Absolutely. Uh, one thing I wanted to talk about, and I don't know if you actually had the opportunity to watch this or not, but last week was the debut of Season 2 of Dark Side of the Ring, and they started it off with a bang, ladies and gentlemen. It was the Crispin Ross story, and let me tell you, you know, up to this, I was all for, you know, Chris Benoit going into the WWE Hall of Fame. I'm like, you know, yeah, you know, he killed his, you know, what 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 what, what he did was, was absolutely horrible. But what he did in the ring was, was you know, should, should have outshined that. And absolutely not, ladies and gentlemen. Absolutely not. I have totally understand where everybody is coming from. Chris Benoit was a great wrestler, and he did a lot of great things, but what he did outside of the ring far overshadows what he did inside of of the the, the ring. And if, if you watch this, and I don't know if you've seen it or not, but you can see firsthand how the death of Eddie Guerrero impacted Chris Benoit. Now, this dude, Chris Benoit... After Eddie Guerrero died, uh, I guess it was like a couple weeks later, um, Vicky Guerrero's kid wakes her up and says, Chris is downstairs in the basement again crying. He Somehow he, he kept coming back to Eddie Guerrero's house, and they kept finding him in the basement, like sobbing like a baby. Like that's how much that, that, that Eddie Guerrero passing away messed with Chris Benoit. It it, it it was a fascinating story. It was heartbreaking. And, you know, I just, wow. <laughs> That's all I got to say. Yeah, man, it, it's really tough. And, 
you know, credit to Vice. Uh, they do a lot of incredible. And I'm not, I'm not saying that you should watch Vice around your kids. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm not saying that you should. But, dude, Vice has some really, really dope stuff uh, that they put out. And these Dark Side of the Ring documentaries are probably some of the best stuff that they've done up to this point. Uh, what makes mm-hmm. it tough is how unfiltered it is. And I don't want to yeah. stop. Yo, what up, Jeremy? Thanks for being here, dog. Much love to you. Shout out, uh, Sunny Money. Shout out. Shout out to Drew. Shout out to Marcus. Shout out to Lucha. Shout out to Izzy, Cody, H- Hubert, uh, Maribel, Shelly. Oh, my goodness. Everybody's popping in today. Can y'all share this, please? If y'all are part of any other wrestling group or maybe just on your personal pages, just hit that share button, say, great show, check it out. Man, we really would appreciate that. And, again, we are um, giving away half of the profits uh, for the WrestleTalk Podcast mugs right now. They're 20 bucks uh, with your name etched, right? So customized $20 plus shipping. So our profit is $10 off each mug. We're going to take $5, and we're either going to donate it to your favorite wrestler because you know they're not working, your favorite promotion because you know they're not working, or your favorite charity. All you got to do is tell us, and we'll send it. If it's Blue Cross, uh, not Blue Cross, uh, the Red Cross, or whatever it may be, just let us know, and we'll make the donation on your behalf. So, again, WrestleTalk mu- podcast mugs uh, available now. Uh, Jonesy, I lost my train of thought. What were we talking about there? I just need to make sure that I got that out there. We were talking about uh, Viceland and uh, the dark side of the ring series. Right. Okay, perfect, perfect. So uh, I guess my point is is that it's very unfiltered. It's very hard to watch. And I made this statement in the past, and I'll repeat it again. I personally cannot make those two things mutually exclusive. Seeing what Chris Benoit did at the end does not allow me to separate that completely from his professional wrestling career. I will admit I was a huge fan of his uh, when he was an in-ring competitor. Uh, I thought he brought this realness of competition to professional wrestling that was really lacking uh, during his era. Uh, That was just entertainment, and what he did was real life, bro, and it really doesn't get any worse than that. I mean, just straight up. So, but, but hopefully they keep doing them, bro, because the Bruiser Brody one was really dope. And I know they got oh, some yeah. really dope ones lined up for this season as well. Are, is, there, is there one they haven't done that you would love to see? Because personally, bro, I would love to see um, one on the British Bulldog. I would love to see one on the British Bulldog. As a matter of fact, if they did one on the whole Hart family, bro, right? Like, so Teddy yeah. Hart. British Bulldog, Jim Havel, Nightheart, like if they did everybody, bro, in one episode, that would be so dope in my opinion. But that's that's just me. Yeah. That's just me. I don't know how they would be able to do one on the Hart family because the dark side of the ring basically talks about, you know, like tragedy. Like like they, they, they were able to do one with the Von Erics because of the the fact that, you know, Harry Von Von, all the Von Eros are dead. You know, they were able to do Bruiser Brody because of what had happened with him. You know, they were doing, you know, so, like, tonight's episode is going to be really, really interesting because tonight's episode is about the ECW wrestler New Jack. And I know you know who New Jack is. Everybody knows who New Jack is. And this dude hey, is absolutely... Guys, hey, D- hey, Joe, hold on a second. Guys, DJ is on the way to call in. Yeah, I can hear you, brother. Just go ahead and call into the number. Uh, he, he can hear us, gang. Hey, we're going to have him on in just a matter of moments. Uh, so hang with us. 
And uh, we're going to have on DJ Stewart. That's right, DJ Stewart of Journey Pro Wrestling, one of the owners, guys. He's going to call in, and we're going to make this thing happen for sure. Uh, but go ahead, Jonesy, finish your thoughts so I can make that connection happen, bro. Yeah, um, like I said, we, I, I was talking about how tonight they're, they're going to have uh, the story of, of about New Jack. Now, New Jack, as you know, is a notorious ECW wrestler. This dude, like, stabbed people in the ring. I mean, <laughs> like, legit stabbed somebody in the ring. He tried to kill a, a wrestler. New Jack was absolutely nuts. So that should be he, he really was. He, he was, and you know what? I'll go ahead and let you check on that phone line. I think DJ is with us now. But yeah, he he was absolutely nuts. And to be honest, I'm looking forward to it because I only know some of the New Jack story. Uh, my brother Sonny sent me over a clip, like a preview, and man, I cannot wait. Because you know what? Some of the stuff, like the Chris Benoit stuff, like I already knew about. So for me, it was like kind of cool to see it. But I, it was just more detailed to what I. It was just kind of confirmed what I what I thought I already knew. For me, for with New Jack, like it's kind of all new to me, because I was not privy to a lot of the stuff that he had done dr- throughout his career. I did hear the story of you know he cracked his skull and then he came back to face Sandman and it was like for the sake of trying to get revenge with the stun gun and all that. So I- I'm really excited to learn more about New Jack because you you know me, Joey. Yeah. Like for me, the biggest thing like I love talking to legends and we we've had a chance to talk to Savio Vega and you know, Million Dollar Man, and, and just the, the list yeah. of, of legends and superstars that we've had a chance to talk to goes on and on. But I get really excited when I get to learn more about guys that I don't know everything about. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, so definitely encourage everybody, definitely encourage everybody to, to support our Dark Side of the Ring. Uh, again, not maybe something you want to watch with your kids, but, man, it's no. hard to find fresh wrestling content right now, Jonesy. So go ahead and support, and we'd love to – have you guys join us and give us your thoughts maybe next week if you guys get a chance to check it out. But, yeah, with, with New Jack, uh, he invested a guy by the name of Vic Grimes, and uh, Vic Grimes was – they had a spot where they were going to go off of the balcony. Where Vic Grimes is, was terrified of, of heights. So when they get ready to do the spot, Vic Grimes is frozen in fear. So New Jack, when he goes over, he grabs – Vic and brings his dad with him. The thing is, is Vic is like almost 400 pounds, and he lands on top of him, and basically uh, crushes. Ends up cracking his head open. He's got brain fluid leaking out. He loses sight in one of his eyes. So years later, they wrestle each other at another hardcore promotion called XPW in a scaffold match, and New Jack. Prior to this match, he, he knew exactly where the ring was. And he has said in many interviews that he legit, when he threw Vic Grimes off of that scaffold, he tried to make him hit the ring post like Owen Hart did. That the only thing that saved Vic Grimes was that they had moved the ring and New Jack didn't know that they had moved the ring. Yeah. What a sick bastard. <laughs> I can't wait to see it. Well, you know what, ladies and gentlemen, the time has finally come for the first hour's featured in- interview of the evening. Enter Timmy. Cue up that music, baby. We're going to get into a little bit of kick push. That's right, baby. We're going to hit the streets of KC and rock with one of the dopest skaters in the city. And not only that, my man, recently married, cancer survivor, and it's helping run. 
promotions in the United States right now, and that is Journey Pro Wrestling. Enter Timmy, cue up the music as we welcome back to the show a loyal member of the Wrestle Talk family, DJ Stewart. I'm the man in my city, yeah, you know it's true. Ask around the town, they gon' say my plans are bulletproof. Only on this gas, when I'm working or I'm in the booth. Just me with that lazy shit, I'll be making moves. They gon' tell you I'm the man in my city, yeah, you know it's true. Ask around the town, they gon' say my plans are bulletproof. Only on this gas, when I'm working or I'm in the booth. What's up, DJ? How you going, man? DJ! Hey, hear me all right. Yeah, yeah man, what's up? Hey, there we go. Joe, Renee, how are you, my friend? Oh, we are good, 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 good. How are you, sir? Man, I am fantastic. Glad to be here. I don't know, Renee, if you saw my last message, but uh, you have a second special guest. Uh oh, a second special guest. I happen to have sitting. I happen to have sitting in my living room right next to me, hoodie, howling. Yo yo, what up? Wow. Hell yeah, those are gunshots. I love it. Let's go, boys. Oh, happy to be here. I am happy that you are here, sir. You know, I, I don't really get a, a, a chance to, to watch Joni Pro much, uh, uh, or at least not live, but. Luckily for me and for everybody else, which if you, you're not a subscriber to independentwrestling.tv, I don't know what you're missing because it has absolutely everything you could possibly want in independent wrestling, and you, that has your opportunity to watch Joni Pro. For instance, tonight after the Russia Talk podcast, I am going to, to be able to, to watch Joni Pro's Space Age Love Song 2. So I'm excited about that. It is absolutely fantastic. You're going to have a great time. And that that's a fantastic segue to another great point is, you know, we know that shit's crazy right now. Pardon my French. But let's be honest. Shit's crazy right now. And times are tight for everyone. If you can't subscribe to Independent Wrestling TV right now, I understand, and that's why Journey Pro has went ahead and uploaded multiple shows to our YouTube channel. So you can watch multiple full Journey Pro shows with full production value and everything on our YouTube channel. Go to YouTube, Journey Pro KC, or Journey Pro KC, you'll find us right away. Absolutely. So. Basically, you started uh, Joni Pro after the, the NWL had ceased operations. Uh, what made you want to start your own wrestling promotion? You know, it, it's it's funny that you ask it's that funny. because, as I mentioned, you know, I'm, I'm sitting here next to Hoodie Howlett. Hoodie Howlett 
is a huge, huge reason that I wanted to start my own wrestling promotion. I went to the NWL in hopes to become a professional wrestler myself. I came across some injuries that at least postponed that, but I got sucked in. I knew that I wanted to be a part of this industry and around these people in any way that I could. So the next thing that I did was just become a staff guy. Um, For any old NWL fans, you probably remember seeing a really handsome guy with a ponytail and a bright orange shirt, and uh, that was me. (laughs) So I, you know, I became a staff guy. I was, you know, doing a lot there, and I became very close with a lot of the members of the roster, the organization in general. And when that organization closed its doors, it put me in a position where I had become close with these people and I wasn't ready to, to lose those relationships. And I had also learned enough about the business and seen it firsthand enough to know that Kansas city was a beautiful place for professional wrestling. It just needed someone to do it and be open to multiple different ideas. So that's, you know, a quick catch up to where I am now. Can, can I, can I jump in real like, quick here guys? I, I want to jump please. in and ask you a question, DJ, cause I, I've always wondered this. And, Hoodie, thank you for being here, too, man. I'm, I got some questions for you, bro. I know the level of violence is going to go through the roof the moment that we have you on, man. It always does when you step in the building. But, DJ, so I personally, because I'm very transparent, bro. It is what it is. People going to hate, but I just like to be who I am because that's the, that's the way that I live my life, and, and it makes me the most comfortable. And one of the things that I've uh, heard uh, towards me directly is, well, fans should be, stay fans. And they should let the professionals do what the professionals do, meaning that there are some people that feel like the fans shouldn't be crossing over the barricade and becoming referees or competitors or even owners if, quote-unquote, they don't know what they're doing. Obviously, you had a lot of very knowledgeable people to support you throughout the process, but did you ever feel that stigma like, hey, dude, you were a fan, now you're actually trying to do this? Did you ever feel any of that heat? And and if so, how did you deal with it? Uh, To be honest, I I didn't feel much of that. You know, I was in a position to to start, you know, training first and meet these sort of people. I do understand what you're asking and and what you mean, you know, by it. I think it's all about paying dues. We're in an industry that no matter what has a, an old school vibe to it. I think we all know that, right? Yeah, for sure. For Prof- sure. Professional wrestling in general has an old school vibe and with an old school vibe, you gotta, you gotta pay your dues. You gotta prove that you're in things for the, the right reasons and that sort of thing that you're not just in here for a quick buck and that sort of thing. So many people in the industry are, from what I've learned in my short amount of time here, and trust me, I do not claim to be remotely an expert at damned all. But what I have learned in my short time is that people are just, people that have been here for a long time just want to make sure that people that are getting in recently are here for the right reasons and not to make a quick buck or cash in on something that other people have put their lives into. So, um, 
<laughs> and, and, and just so I can jump in, is Hoodie yeah. Howard here? Just so I can yeah, what's up, Hoodie? Hey, man. Hey, welcome, bro. Welcome, welcome. Thank you for having me on. Um, I think another thing that DJ did that, like, a lot of people don't understand is he integrated himself into, like, a group of wrestlers who were here that had moved here from like different parts of the country. And there was really not a closer bond that you could be involved with than the bond that the people that NWL, like that helped NWL get to where it was like that bond is something that's not easy to like, just fit yourself into, especially when you're not a wrestler and DJ did it. Is Zach Draper, Draper one of those guys, a uh, hoodie? Is Zach Draper absolutely. one of those guys that you, Absolutely. He was on the show, and, and I asked him about some of you guys, man, and, and I could hear him, like, getting all emotional. Like, definitely there are some, like, serious ties still within him about everything and everyone at yeah. NWL. Like, like I can oh, tell, man. like, if we would have said anything sideways about NWO, which we never would, then we would never do that here on the show. But I could tell, like, it was something near and dear to his heart. And well, I don't think it was the brand as much. I think it was the people, and I'm assuming he was, you guys were two of those people. Absolutely. And yes. that's, that's 100% what the NWL was. That's why, like, you'll hear some of us get defensive about it. It's not because of major. It's not because of, like, the brand NWL. Like, most of us hated the fucking name of the company. Sorry for cursing if I can't. But, uh, <laughs> no, it's all good. You're good. You're good. But, like, the bond that we all built because we all just, like, threw in every card that we had to come out here and just take a chance on this thing. And then we – and you – you form a bond with people when you put yourself into that situation. Now, DJ was able to fit into that despite the fact that he didn't move anywhere. Like he was just here in Kansas city and he wasn't a wrestler, but we knew that he loved it. And so we accepted in them right away. And we, he loved it for the right reasons. Like you said. Yeah. And I, I also love to say a thing real quick. Buddy um, and I are, as you can probably tell, very, very close. And, a thing that I think we've said to each other multiple times that gets thrown around in this industry, but it reigns really true. And especially what I believe we're talking about right now is that that bond from the NWL wasn't, that became a, a damn family. All right. Like you mentioned, when people get, you know, they mention it or whatever, you might get defensive. It's because something special came of all of that. It, it, with a group of people at a time all that lined up together that just was unreal and a beautiful opportunity and anybody else that sees it any other way can I, I don't have nice words to say it. <laughs> <laughs> hey well when you when you put your heart into everything i can understand joe i know you had a couple more questions and comments man why don't you uh pop back in here with uh with the dj uh, co-owner of journey pro wrestling I want to ask you about the new uh, the new persona too. I want to get into that before we're done. And of course, surprise guest Hoodie Howlett, man, one of the hardest hitting uh, singles competitors uh, in the Midwest slash uh, the the Rockies, and uh, of course, man, one of the best tag team uh, wrestlers uh, in the sport today. But Jonesy, I don't want to be selfish, man. What do you got for these fellas? I actually, uh, I have have a question for for Hoodie right now is. Uh, at the uh, the the latest show, SpaceX Love Song Two, you faced a guy by the name of Gary J. Gary J is a guy that we've had on your podcast. What was it like being in the ring with Gary J? 
You know, Gary J and I started working with each other actually in NWL. I had never met Gary J. And to be honest, because of where I was from, I had never really even heard of Gary J before the NWL. And uh, <laughs> a lot of times this business will like teach you lessons because I would always like hold, I would always like hold true to this like concept that to be a successful pro wrestler, you have to look like you can beat somebody up. And Gary J immediately just didn't fit that mold to me. So like, I'll admit it. I didn't really like, I really it's didn't true. respect Gary J. You know what I mean? Like to me, a pro wrestler should look like somebody you don't want to hit on his girlfriend in a bar. And Gary just like, <laughs> it looks like I could have walked up and stolen Gary's girl any day. You know what I mean? But Gary is one of those guys that earns your respect when you get in there. Like he station and his whole demeanor is built on the fact that guys underestimate him. And they really do because I really did. And once I got into the ring with Gary, I understood he's a real player. He's a real athlete and he'll hit you really goddamn hard, which is something that I like certainly appreciate. So anytime me and Gary are able to step into the ring. I consider it a privilege and I consider it a pleasure because we really do get each other. We get to beat the shit out of each other. And that's really like, that's really what I love about pro wrestling. So. And it's a terrifying. (laughs) (laughs) And I have one more question for DJ before I throw it back to uh, Renee. DJ, you are a, uh, you are known for, for a saying that is it 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 says not the average. Can you tell the Russia Talk podcast listeners what exactly that means? Not the average. Um. So it first the the whole not the average thing is something I I kind of I don't know I came up with in my head one day after reading a weird stupid online statistic about this uh, this disease that I'm fighting. And when you fight diseases, they like to throw around, you know, the average this, the average that, blah, 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 kiss my ass. If you're this, that, and the other, you might die in a day or whatever, you know. I really just fucking hate that, and I've never associated with that. And so what I've always thought is there has to be the first person to not be the the average. There has to be a first person to beat something, to do something, to do whatever, to not be that average that outsider so i uh yeah i don't know through a dumb instagram hashtag or whatever you want to call it (laughs) i liked the term not the average because what i believe is that i'm not the average guy i'm not the average anything and i'll prove that in any way i need to there you go ladies and gentlemen that is the meat (laughs) The, the saying, not the average. All right, Renee, why don't yeah. you come in here with whatever questions that you have? Because I know that you've been chomping at the bit. You've been blowing up my messenger saying, come on, Joe, hurry up. I need to answer uh, Hurry up, questions. Joe. <laughs> hurry up. Here's All right. So, I know. Here, okay, so here's a weird question, and, and you guys probably have more insight on this than I do. So, like, I'm always amazed to see when somebody that, like, I've seen a thousand times picks up an incredible amount of steam and really starts to blow up. And when I think over the last six months about a guy that has absolutely totally reinvented himself and become kind of like a star, 
I immediately think of the war horse, Jake Parnell. I know that you had him at Journey Pro, um, the DJ, and Hoodie, I'm sure you've had a chance to share a locker room with him. Don't know if you guys have ever shared a ring, but I want to get your guys' thoughts on that. Like, how, what, what goes into that? Like, how, how does a guy catch fire? Is there, like, a recipe uh, that other people can learn from? Because clearly, over the last six to eight months, he's kind of come upon something pretty cool, and it seems to be resonating with people. To you two guys both being successful, how do, you, how do you get to that point where you kind of find yourself so much and you build this confidence about you that it starts to resonate with so many other people? Uh, I know that's a tough one, but uh, why don't you guys give it a try? I'll give my my quick input as, like, the, you know, owner, promoter, whatever, the, the, in the business side of it. Um, Hoodie's probably going to have a better perspective, if I'm being honest. But I haven't gotten to interact with, with Jake all that much. I know that he works a ton, and that is always going to be in your benefit. I know that he works on his character a ton. I don't just mean he's out there working any random show. I just mean that he works a ton. He works on himself and whatever developments he needs to do to his character or, you know, whatever needs to be done. Uh, That goes a long way. I do think there is an element to luck in everything, Um, being, you know, placed in a a great match or, you know, things catch fire almost instantly, almost randomly in nowadays where, where social media is such a great aspect, but I've seen beautiful matches get passed by. I've seen, you know, everything. Um, Like Shotzi. Is it fair? Like Shotzi, like, like was great. Always kind of like caught fire on social, started Uh working for promotions, top tier promotions like you guys. And then, boom, because of working with some of the top few promotions, got that recognition, was able to move to the next step. Is that something similar? Is, is that comparable in your opinion, DJ? Um, I mean, I I guess I, I'm not necessarily sure exactly what you're asking about. I think she deserved exactly what she got. But she, again, worked her way to all that. She worked, you know, I <laughs> – I would like to say that we had a part of that, but I don't honestly. I believe so. <laughs> I believe so. <laughs> I think Journey uh, was a great thing for her, but that's me personally. I think so. That was great for her. I think that she enjoyed her time, and I can damn tell you that we enjoyed our time with her. She's the best, and if, you know, wish her nothing but all the most success, and she's crushing it right now. But, again, coming back to it, putting the work in, being in the right place at the right time, making the right decisions is what it really comes down to if I were kind of inside but necessarily outside looking in. Uh, but do you got anything you want to add to, um, to that? Yeah, I mean, I'll make it quick. It's, it's basically like there's not a formula at all. But if all right. there was to be like a structure, typically the guys who like find themselves – ending up successful are guys that just have the confidence to be themselves. This business is so formulated around like character and around, um, you know, trying to be this larger than life figure. We all love this thing. And so when guys have the confidence just to like focus on that love and, and have the ability to reflect it out of them, that's when guys become stars. So whatever Warhorse did, he I guarantee you he let go of something more than he gained something because he's just out there being himself and that's what's making him successful. Damn. Fuck yeah. Good 
and clearly I wasn't the only one because the rest of the fans absolutely hated that heel turn, dude. And Barney Bell is, <laughs> is gold. Is, she's gold. How, how proud are you guys to know that you spent so much time with Marty Bell and now she's, like, killing it on NWA uh, TV? Like, that's got to be cool for you guys, right, to see her on power every week? Yeah, I uh, mean, yeah. but really, Marty's always been a star, man. Like, she's it's not even like really I don't think it's a surprise yeah. to any of us. Like yeah, that's Marty fair. is definitely she's an impact. Yeah, Marty she's on impact and everything, so you're right. Yeah, she's definitely in that family that we talked about earlier. Mm-hmm. You know, for better or for worse, we're all a family and <laughs> like it's not a surprise to me that Marty is like successful because she's just that's how good she is. So. Absolutely. I, I agree. It's, it's it's every time I'm having a conversation, you know, I pop on Instagram or something, and I look there, and Marty's on a TV show, and I'm just like, oh, shit. Marty's what else is new? Again. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay, cool. That's, That's so awesome. It, it doesn't even surprise me. Like you said, at this point, it's just, you know, it, it's almost, it's weird and very cool to, to know someone as close as I do with Marty, like, love her to death. Uh, but, yeah, she's out there crazy crushing it as always good for her we love her to death even though you know journey pros and enter at your own risk kind of show so sorry about your hat sorry about your beer take i, take I know i know i should have known better <laughs> i should have known better damn it and i'm such a big target man i'm always talking trash all right well we do have a fan question uh, a guy you guys might name a guy a guy that you guys might know by the name of sam i'll leave his last name out of it wants to know hoodie and dj would you ever try out for the voice? And if so, what song would each of you sing? Would I ever what for the boys? Try out for the voice? Oh, for the voice. If you tried out I thought you said for the voice. I was like, the yeah, voice. No, the, vo- the show the show the voice. If you ever tried out for the voice, would you do it? And if so, what song would you sing? Um, let me tell you, I'll go ahead and go first because this dude is like a karaoke fucking connoisseur, but I'll tell you, honestly, there's nothing more that I hate in this world than singing in front of like people at like a, like a bar setting, karaoke setting. I hate it so much, so, so much. And one time I actually, it was, uh, I actually was commissioned to go on stage and try to sing, and I didn't do it, and DJ got really, really upset with me and was, like, upset for, like, 30 minutes. So, First off, <laughs> if anyone is listening and would like me to prove Hoodie Howlett wrong because I have live video on my phone and you can Venmo me the highest bidder wins, um, <laughs> I have Hoodie Howlett singing acoustic guitar to a room full of people at Niles Plonquet's winery. Uh, <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> the dirt, the dirt you, is coming. You can, coming quick. Yeah. You can DM me for my Venmo account, and I'll send it to the highest bidder. <laughs> I'm up with the coronavirus. Hey, hey DJ. Uh, DJ. Hey, it might, it might be Kelly. Because Kelly's on uh, the Facebook Live. Shout out to everybody. Thank you guys for sharing and for hitting the like in the hearts. Uh, Kelly says, Hoodie wouldn't even sing at my birthday party. Mad face, mad face, mad face. So, Hoodie, what? clearly there's some money to be made here, bro. You got to collect these checks, homie. It's hard out here for a player. There's not enough money in the world, bro. My karaoke <laughs> song. My karaoke <laughs> song would be 
probably one of three. I'm trying to think. It's either between. I think my last uh, my last entrance song for this show was "The Darkness." I believe in a thing called love. I believe in a thing called love. Or maybe Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch. Good vibrations. Feel the vibrations. Or, okay. Can you feel it? Feel it. It would be maybe Waylon Jennings, Luke and Bach, Texas. Now we're talking, bro. I say you go with the Waylon Jennings. That's just me. That's me. Yep. I'm <laughs> an old country Hey, Tennessee heart. Mountaintop ain't too bad either. <laughs> yeah, shit. got lots of good ones. Well, guys, listen, here's what we want to do before we wrap this puppy up because we got the FWWC segment coming up next. We like to do this uh, this segment, and I think it's perfect time to do it because everybody's in quarantine, and we all got cabin fever, and everybody's a little bit pissed off on the inside, let's be honest. So we would like to invite the both of you to join us for tonight's edition of the Wrestle Talk Podcast Shoot and Shout segment. And really, it's just 30, 40 seconds, however much you need, to vent about something that's pissing you off in life right now. It doesn't even have to be wrestling-related. We play some Limp biscuit and get us fired up, and then each of us just rants for about 30 seconds about something that's ticking us off. The question is, can DJ and Hoodie Howlett turn it on and give us something that the fans want to hear? Because people want to hear you guys pissed off, and we want to know why. I'm going to start off giving the phone to Hoodie because he's pacing around the living room. So you can start with like 15 seconds or whatever. Uh-oh. <laughs> All right, here's All right, what well, I'm going to say. Let us hit the music. Let me know when no, hold on. Let us hit the music, hoodie. Let, hit hoodie. let us hit the music. Hold on. Let us let us hit the music, and then you you can go first. All right. So enter, Timmy. Enter, hoodie. You go first. Enter, Timmy. Hit the music. Let's get into tonight's edition of the WrestleTalk Podcast. So Hoodie's angry ready. on the internet about how people are reacting to the coronavirus. Whether I stay inside, whether I go outside, the fact is there's not a person alive on the planet that knows what the fuck to do right now. So everybody just calm down, stop being judgmental towards each other, stop telling each other what the fuck they should do because none of us know what to do. Fuck you if you're telling people what to do on the internet. Thank you. That's my fucking time. <laughs> All right, I got the book. I take a lot of shit, okay? I'm not going to lie. I need toilet paper. I'm worried about it. I, I haven't had to go resort to having to have it delivered to my house yet, but I am worried, all right? It's a reality that I'm coming to terms with. Five fucking inhalers or shit. Stop buying toilet paper. I'm going to need it one of these days. I eat a lot of hot sauce. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> Joe, Joe, what do you got? All right. I'll tell you what, 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 what's opening my change right now. It's effective. We've got Hoodie Howlett on the WrestleTalk podcast with Joe Renee, and he still won't sing to us. That's what's got me. <laughs> Dude, like I said, that... I got a Venmo account ready for you, Joe. Joe, you know what to do, bro. <laughs> get your ass, get your ass on it. And here's my thing. Mine is wrestling related. Oh my gosh, 
is wrestling Twitter ever content? AEW is one of the only companies that's still running shows. In the moment that they announce the TNT championship that's going to come out in a couple of weeks, people are already bitching. You guys haven't seen the title. You don't know who's in the tournament. And you're still freaking mad. Oh, my gosh. Like, y'all need to go wash your hands and clear your mind or something. Go smoke a joint, for God's sakes. I don't know what you need to do, but you got to relax. you got to relax. Stop hating on everything before it comes out. Give it an opportunity to play out. You got some of the best minds in the in the professional wrestling world working at that company. Give them the benefit of the doubt and give them an opportunity to roll it out. People are so quick to cancel shit these days before they even understand what it is that it's absolutely ridiculous. That's my shooting shot for tonight. My very last question is this. Well, actually, two-parter. Number Hold one, on, Renee, when Renee, are we going to get – Wait, wait, let me finish. Let me finish. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. So, so two, it's a two-part last question. I'll let you jump in. Number one, when are we going to get a one-on-one Hoodie Howlett interview? We talk about it every time I see you, bro, and we never make it happen, so we got to do that. And then number two, DJ, I hear you're changing your name. Why don't you tell us all about it before we close out this interview, bro? Go ahead. Well, hold on. First, I have to say something. You, you said a sentence during your rant there that popped me real hard. You said, wash your hands, clear your mind, and smoke a joint. And uh, I want you to know that I'm eternally grateful for that sentence. That was hilarious. All three of them. All three of them. Uh, <laughs> that, that yeah, baby. Let's go. But All right. As far as me changing my name, I think you mean adding the little moniker of uh, the handsome devil Jordan Price. And honestly, it was just one day I woke up and I looked in the mirror and I was like, God damn. And that day was every day. And then I, then I realized oh. if I put on a suit, I just look like a devil. devil. So I was just like, let's put two and two together. Put them together. And I'm, I'm not a math magician, mathematician. I'm just handsome. So I'm going to let Hoodie Howlett take it from there. I, here you go. <laughs> I like how this is yes. turning us. I like it. <laughs> Jordan Price. Did I get that? Jordan Price, the handsome devil, Jordan Price. That's fresh. Hoodie, what do you got for us, man? Close this out strong. Yeah, man, I would love to get on the podcast anytime. I had a great time tonight, so just hit me up, you know, and we'll uh, we'll we'll do the damn thing. You got it, man. You know, if you want to come to a place where we love wrestling and talk shit nonstop, the Wrestle Talk podcast is the place to be, man. Thank you, both both of you guys. Total. Awesome surprise to have Hoodie on with you, DJ. And you know what? I cannot wait till Journey Pro comes back. It's, it always feels like I'm going home when I go to a Journey Pro show. So many people I recognize and so many new faces, man. All the best to you guys. Continued success. And I know you guys have got some things that you're going to be doing during the quarantine. Can you give us any information on that before we close it out completely? What is Journey Pro going to be doing for the fans during the quarantine? Yes. Thank you, Renee, for bringing that up. Um, one thing I wanted to touch on real quick before we left is there's a couple posts you'll find on all of our social media, which is at Journey Pro KC. So just, you know, Journey Pro, all one word, and then KC um, is I've posted links to basically everyone that's on our rosters, pro wrestling keys, Facebook pages, everything like that. One of the big things that anyone that can do to support us is support the men and women, dogs, cats, whatever spiders that wrestle for us unicorns 
support the people that go out there and bust their asses. Um, we do have some cool stuff going on where we will have some live streams with Twitch, uh, guys like Jake something. If you can see there, go to the Facebook pages. You'll see all kinds of cool links or stuff that we're doing to support those that support us and to try to keep the doors open there. The main thing is we can't fucking wait to have you guys back at Kansas Hall to tear that son of a bitch down one of these days once all this virus shit has passed. Let's do yes, it sir. all again. Yes, sir. <laughs> Joe, any final thoughts for Hoodie Howlett or DJ Stewart, man? What an honor to have these guys on the show tonight. Any final thoughts, Jonesy? I mean, thanks for, for coming on, guys. Thanks for taking time out of you all's busy schedule. Hopefully next time that we get a hoodie on, he'll actually sing us a song for us. <laughs> <laughs> Start practicing, dog. Start practicing. Y'all have yourselves a good night, man. That's Journey Pro KC on all social media platforms. Hoodie Howlett, DJ Stewart. Once again, man, it was an honor and a pleasure. We'll catch you guys down the road. Thanks, guys. We love you. Adios. Peace. Peace. Yeah. Oh my god. Man, that was a fire ass interview, bro. I knew that was gonna be tight. Chosey, go ahead and it take was. us a break and we'll be back with the world's premier fantasy wrestling promotion, the fantasy wrestling worldwide chapter. I'm the man in my city, yeah, you know it's true. Ask around the town, they gon' say my plans are bulletproof. Only on this guy, when I'm working or I'm in a booth. Just me with that lazy shit, I'll be making moves. They gon' tell you I'm the man in my city, yeah, you know it's true. Ask around the town, they gon' say my plans are bulletproof. Only on this guy, when I'm working or I'm in a booth. Just me with that lazy shit, I'll be making moves. The flow, I had to slow this Y'all bring some fucking goldfish Y'all keep on talking, but this work They gonna go and notice Life is so crazy, who knows Pockets stay fat like sumo And then I needed that slap I had to holler at Uno Tell them cheering, yeah, it's bedtime And I pull that 70 up in that We can kill that headline these air rap for these sermons. Back they deep like Chris Burns. You know I came to kill the bill. I pulled up with Uma Thurman. The way she shook it in my room. I should've bought my single. Damn, I left that thing real messy. Like my fucking name was Lino. He know, she know. Most importantly, motherfucker, did my shit on my team. No, and I'm just trying to be my soul. But y'all motherfuckers just trying to be my ego. Come on, to a show, homie, you ain't about to hit my motherfucking backtrack. Y'all clear the room like I dropped a hazmat. From my town till I'm loving in my casket. Roll it with Lukey Bam, bounce cause this motherfucker sounding like a movie. Rap game, George Booty Cage, motherfucker, baby, trademark, can't do me. Man, in my city, yeah, you know it's true. Ask around the town, they gon' say my plans are bulletproof. Only on this guy, when I'm working or I'm in the booth. Miss me with that lazy shit, I'll be making moves. They gon' tell you I'm the man in my city, yeah, you know it's true. Ask around the town, they gon' say my plans are bulletproof. On the gas, when I'm working on the booth. Miss me with that lazy shit. I'll be making moves. They gon' tell you. Yo, what up? Night Owl. Nightmare Jones. What up, Talk fam? Do it for y'all. Check me out. 
kick in the door, wave in the fourth ball. Even them haters can't hate us no more. So unlock your door, cause we got some more. Every Wednesday we here, keeping it raw. Night out, nightmare jones, and all the best jets. Like a double barrel pointed right at your chest. Wrestle talks podcast.com. Smashing and killing it like the night of the prom. We're back. Nightmare Jones is here taking over the FWWC segment. There's nobody here that's going to take Nightmare Jones away tonight. What are you talking about? See? What is, Joe, I'm here, bro. What, what uh, Jonesy, you got to stop fun. trying to take... You know what? If you promise to behave, if you promise to behave, I'll let you hang around. Can you, can you act like you got some sense for once in your life? I always have sense. I always oh, have man. sense. Let's go ahead and bring in the first guest, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen. A guy that uh, has called a couple times the Intercontinental Champion. The, let's see if I can do it right. The King of Bleach Style. Bleach Style. <laughs> what up, KOB? It's me, it's me, it's K.O.B. What's up, guys? How you doing tonight? I love the energy, K.O.B. You are all over it. K.O.B., I'm very, very surprised, and I wanted to get your thoughts. There was a promo that dropped a little bit earlier today by El Mata, okay? And I know that you're a guy that aspires to be great. I heard you saying some positive things about what you saw. Can you please tell me, what it was about that promo that got you so excited. You were speaking in Spanish, calling everyone Vato. It was very it was very awkward, I'll be honest. <laughs> Clearly you were very, very excited. And not only that, you dropped the promo not too long ago and had a tremendous amount of energy. It sounds to me like KOB has been cleansed and is having a rebirth, man. Tell us a little bit about that and what you thought about the promo. So the first thing you asked, was about El Matarata Tater Tata. He was making a game show, a talk show, whatever you want to call it, and he was saying things about other people. You know what made me laugh about that? He said, you know what you need to do? You need to calm down, you need to smoke a joint, and you need to show the fuck up to the damn shows. People who don't stay on them shows, who say, hey, I'm coming to the show, and they don't come to the show, you know what they sound like? They sound like old K.O.B. They sound like the old guy. They don't sound like the new guy, the one you're talking to now. But what is he in there? Gee, I am cleansed. You are not wrong, Mr. Night Owl. You are definitely, definitely not wrong. And yes, yes, I've been cleansed. I'm back. And I'm better. Better than ever. You want to know the other thing? I wanted to tell about this in a promo, but I'm going to speak about it real quick if that's okay with you. Is that cool with you? Yeah, there's only eight other people waiting. Take your time. <laughs> I will be very quick, I promise. <laughs> so, Cody, <laughs> Cody Seals is the man behind this. Do you remember Cody Seals from like, I don't know, years ago? Yes, well, he, of course. Cody was the man. Cody, Cody was the man. Yeah, Cody did jack shit, nothing. Cody thought about that. He created the KOB. He created the woods in those three O's, by the way. And, and they're ready to take over. Over the FWWC starts with the IC title and works its way up to the top. Whoa. 
KOB on fire. Nightmare Jones, you got to love the energy from KOB. Before we let him go, bro, your thoughts on all this uh, all this madness coming out of KOB's mouth? I mean, KOB has always been a uh, a interesting character. I mean, he, he is the uh, King of Bleach style. So, you know, it is what it is. You don't sound that impressive. K.O.B., your final thoughts before we let you go and move on to the next caller, man. What do you think? Oh, your boy has to go ahead and fight the hardcore European, Mr. Hardcore Hoss at Mania. Make sure you tune in to Universe Mania 6. Because your boy, your boy is going to him. Wow. Yo, that might be my favorite call ever from KOB. Like, so much energy. The dude knew exactly what he wanted to talk about. That's good stuff right there. KOB, before we go, man, can you give us a quick shout-out to your brand, man? Who are you representing and who are you fighting for? The king of Blitz style is representing the FWWC. Infinite. Couldn't say the word. Infinite brand. Make sure to tune in. Mr. GM Tank Westbrook is the best in the world at this stuff. He's not even wrestling. He's a general manager. I'm like, Inferno's brand, hardcore, sis. Oh, God. <laughs> Dear goodness, KOB is out of his mind. Well, speaking of which, speaking that. of which, you know, what? He gives me a headache. Uh, All right, you, you, all right, Josie, well, you got to relax, okay? You got to relax. So, real quick, we're going to go ahead and jump into a quick conversation with Tank. And, ladies and gentlemen, we will have Dave Unger on the show of Attitude of Aggression in just a couple of moments. Give us about five, six minutes. We'll get with Dave Unger. We'll get back to your regularly scheduled programming. Tank Westbrook, you heard KOB, your Intercontinental Champion, going off. A lot of big news dropped a little bit earlier today pertaining to Spark Charm. You're prepping for Universe Mania 6. Week one of the brand battle here is behind us, man. What is going on in the world of Tank Westbrook? And if you have us on speakerphone, please take us off speakerphone because we're getting an echo. But Tank, we want to get your thoughts, man. What the hell is up with the Infinite brand? What the hell is up with the Infinite brand, man? Man, we, we just got the fire. We got the passion. We got the love. We got the everything. We got the it. We got the factor that is going to take us to the top. See, the BOD put me in charge, gave me some responsibilities around here in the FWWC. They gave me where I could pick my team. And see, I picked the members that I picked on my brand because they have the talent. They have the it factor. It's going to take me. It's going to take me to the promised land. It's going to be that forever land. And you see, you just heard a little bit from the KOB. He's ready. He's he's ready to take it all. You, you've heard it from Nightmare Jones before. I mean, heck, he's on the phone with us. He's here. I got a brand that is not going to stand down for anything. We're here, and we're forever. And at Universe Mania 6, Anybody that thinks that they're going to be able to walk in and take the Warriors Heart Championship off of my fellow brother, save your saint, and take it to a different brand, they got another thing coming. Ooh, yeah. Feeling the heat. 
Well, guess what, ladies and gentlemen? This lady is very upset because she says that her time will be respected. Hey, I know you're still with us, but we have hardcore sis on the line, and she's got something she's got to say. Hardcore sis, what's on your mind tonight? Well, first of all, let me just address Mr. Tank. You know, Tank, the only land you're going to is not the promised land, but Smurf Mountain. Because you and the Smurf team over there, you know, you guys think you've got it all. You think you're the it factor. You're not on fire. You're not lit no, I mean, like the Inferno brand. We oh, that's have right. got you're going to hell. it all going to Oh, you can call it what you want. The only hell there's going to be is hell for you when we win, and we will. (laughs) Now, let me just quickly remind the little Smurf Village. I just want to say, you know, we have two real big matches coming up, and there's been quite a little battle going back and forth on our team. You know, one one match, of course, pits the um, Douglas James. And thanks to El Moderatus, that match has now been made. I am not okay with that. For the record, that is a bad idea. One of these men will never return and will be banished from the FWWC. You know what that means? That means we got to go recruit more people. we got to get more people in the door. we got to get them trained and ready to compete. This is not a good idea, Hard Horses. I can't believe you're you're happy about this. Well, you know, it's... It's... it's, 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 To be honest, if if I can speak real 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 quick, I think it'd be a better idea if no matter who wins, both of them are gone from the FWWC. That would make me preach it. Jonesy. <laughs> anyway, let me just say this. Let me just say this. That's embarrassing. Go ahead, sis. Finish up. Like it or not, Elmada's made the match, okay? And it's an anything-goes match. Loser will leave the FWWC. But I'm going to give Mr. James a little present. If you beat the Battle Cat, you can take his place on my team. With open arms, you'll be welcomed. Whoa, now, real quick, me... I like that. I like that. Well, guess what? There's another gentleman who's not too happy right now, and he wants to make sure his time is respected Folks, welcome into the conversation the one and only, the general manager of the Rise brand, the Heel, Evan Deal. Not not this week, folks. Last week, I had to wait from Wednesday night till Friday night. This time, the Heel Deal is on the show, baby. Whose fault is that? It's your fault. I don't know who's more spastic, Heel Deal, you or that KO King of Beach bleach guy, beer or whatever it is. I think you two two must smoke together or something, or y'all got something going on. I I don't know what y'all are on, but I think y'all need to drink a little less caffeinated drink. All right, everybody relax. Everybody Everybody just just relax. I have one question for the three of you, and then we'll move on to the rest of the callers, because we got to get to Dave Unger, okay? So here's the question, and I need each of the general managers. Jeez Louise, you guys are like, I don't know. Oh, dear God. What? Here we go. What? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, what? it is I. Hey. This is 
freaking believable. Marcus Mayhem, I'm about to ask the most important question of the night. What in the hell do you want and why are you interrupting my show once again? I'm so sick of you and El Mata always trying to take everything over. You and that El Diablo character, too. He's just like you. Well, I'm on because I'm here for my GM, Hardcore Sis. The GM that is going to win this brand battle. And first of all, I mean, I hear Tank, and he's talking about he's going to win, but you got KOB, a.k.a. repping the Essentials Oil brand, the Infinite brand, and then you got Heel Deal, my brother, but he's he's pretty much raising a whole bunch of kiddos over there on Rise. Clearly, over on Inferno, we have the experience to win it all. Yeah, yeah. We're not talking to you, Papa Smurf. Oh, we call me names. Woohoo. Wait just a minute. Wait just a minute. Marcus Mayhem, you're not the only one who's got a voice here. Guess what? And Luchador of Kansas City and Luchador of Kansas City has just stepped up and he says that if you want to disrespect his brand, he's got something to say about it. Luchador, what are your thoughts? What are you talking about? And Luchador, is not the guy that wears a mask because he's too ugly to wear not without it? Look, El Luchador yes, don't even know what's going on. Get him off the line. He's confused already. I am going to bed. I got to work 12 hours. You don't. Good night. Yeah, Marcus Mayhem. Some people have real jobs around here. How do you like them apples, buddy? How do you like them what apples? What was that? And you call that a superstar? Oh, there, real deal? Oh my the man, the man was obviously disrespected. Uh-oh. What do you expect? What do you expect? The man was disrespected. You guys are right. I mean, that's what it is around here. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. We have to restore order here. We have to restore order, and I want to get my question in. So, here it is. Marcus Mayhem, what the heck do you want so I can get back to the people that actually matter here? I just came here real quick to back up my GM hardcore sis. And I also wanted to address my match this coming weekend at UM6 against the one they call Madman Joe, part of the Sad House. And this weekend, Hardcore Sis, you might end up losing one of your superstars because after all the mouth running he's been doing, I'm going to have to put my foot so far down his throat. I'm going to use him as a knee brace. Hmm. Hmm. Is that a threat or a promise? I don't know. I kind of want to <laughs> see that. <laughs> I kind of want to see that. No lie. All right, well, thank you, Marcus Mayhem, for once again interrupting and throwing the show completely out of whack. All right, well, guess what? I have my questions for the general managers. Dave Unger is going to be joining us in just a matter of moments, but I would be remiss. I would be remiss if I didn't bring on one more individual. And by the way, I want to have all the general managers on the line. But some of you guys got a ton of background noise going on, so please make sure it's quiet and make sure you take us off speakerphone. I want to have all the GMs on while these interviews are happening, okay? So stay with us. Just make sure you mute or kill the background noise, take us off speakerphone. You know what? We've heard representation from every brand so far, but there's a guy that was brought up and has continued to be brought up multiple times, no matter what's going on, no matter what brand it is, and that is the FWWC world champion of Rise. 
El Diablo, you are live on the Wrestle Talk Podcast FWWC segment. What is on your mind tonight, sir? What's on my mind? I'm sorry, I'm in the gym. I'm running right now. You see, <clears throat> you see here later on, I'm going to be having a contract signed. Me, Arden Murphy, and Curtis Black. Well, I mean, that is if they got the balls to show up to my headquarters. So, UM6 this weekend. I'm excited. Let's just say that. And I'm ready to win it all for the Rise brand. Whoa, hold on. Let me back up. You see, yesterday, El Luchador, that was a fluke. And I'm glad you guys got him off the line anyway. He was making me snore. But, yes, I just wanted to show up and show out like my brother Marcus Mayhem. And let's just say I have something up my sleeve for this weekend. Goodbye. And there goes the hottest in time and space, ladies and gentlemen, the FWWC world champion, El Diablo. We got one more caller, and then I'm going to issue my question out to uh, the general managers. Uh, Intern Timmy, let's go ahead and check on uh, Dave Unger's status. Make sure we give him the time he deserves. I've not seen him call in just yet, so uh, let's try to figure that out. But uh, before okay. we get back to the general managers, I have one more caller on the line. I do have one what? question for for for, for hardcore sis. But actually, it's 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 a couple well, questions. Jones, 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 yes. Jones, Jones, Jones. Let Let's get what? through the caller first, and then we'll refocus on the general managers. Is that fair? All right, go ahead. Okay, just save your question. Would you save your question? So, ladies and gentlemen, a guy that's been in a super foul mood as of late, even was called out by the own leader of his faction for disappearing in the middle of a match just last night for an FWWC Raw Challenge. Ladies and gentlemen, the masked assassin, Robert of La Familia Worldwide. Robert, welcome to the show. It's great to have you. Always love to hear from you. I know you're not a guy that spends a whole lot of time in the chat, but it's an honor to have you here on the Russell Talk Podcast. What's on your mind tonight? <laughs> Oh, man. Oh, like you said, just been in a foul, foul mood. Everybody just they wants answers, and they want answers. They want answers right away. But that's not how I'm going to play the game. They just want to have to wait and see what the problem is. I don't care what they want to talk about, what they want answers with. I'm not going to please them as they want me to do. Robert, I have a question for you. Whenever you come on or whenever you do a promo, you always talk in code. And I know that's part of the way that you like to operate. You don't like to give anything away. But what do you say to those people that that code of secrecy has prevented you from rising to the highest levels in the FWDBC. After all this time of you being here, people don't know that much about you. I know a while back you did a couple of written, documented uh, posts where, where it kind of really gave some great insight into you and what you do. But other than that, people look at Robert, and there's just a big question mark. What are a couple of things that you feel like everybody needs to know when they think of the name Robert, the mass assassin? 
Well, it's very, very simple. As the old saying goes, patience is a virtue. No matter how long it takes, a plan always works out. But as it always goes, when I want something, when I go after something, it's always a battle plan. But it will never matter how long it will take. And when I do get it, they do recognize what and how I do it. Ladies and gentlemen, strong words from a former multi-time champion, Robert. You know, Jonesy, I want to have you come back in here with this question for the general managers, but I'm always impressed with Robert. No matter how, how I formulate my questions, he always finds a way of, like, avoiding it and then just making his statement. One of the reasons that he's been so successful here in the FWWC, he's very, very fortunate. He's very, very fortunate to be under the tutelage of so many great superstars in La Familia. The problem is, is that that tutelage, that knowledge, that wisdom, it's all used for bad things, not here, Jones. You guys in La Familia are always up to no good. And to be honest with you, I think Robert could be one of the top superstars in the FWWC if it wasn't for La Familia. Putting him in a position where he's always got to go out on these dark missions, right? These things that he's got to get done for the family. If if he just focused on himself, Nightmare Jones, I think he'd be doing great. But no, what is he? He's an operative for the darkest and most sinister faction in the history of the FWWC, La Familia Worldwide. It's sad. It really is sad. Uh, all that, okay, Jonesy, so, what were your thoughts so we can get back to the general managers now? What were, were my thoughts? Okay, so, Nightmare, so, so, Elmar, so you talk trash about La Familia, okay? How many members of La Familia called in to the podcast? You had that's one. You had Heel Deal, that's two. You had Marcus Mayhem, that's three. You had El Diablo, that's four. Robeo, that's five. You had five members, me and six. Six members of La Familia call in to the podcast. My question is, where the hell was the Savior to Funk tonight? Where are they at? Nobody can answer that. I can't answer that. And you know what? There, there is definitely power in numbers, but whenever they come on, okay, when you guys come on, it's nothing but propaganda. So what is the six or seven or ten or twelve people worth if every time you guys are on here, all you're doing is preaching the propaganda? I mean, what, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? It doesn't make any sense to me. Well, you know what? We're going to transition into our very last question of the FWWC segment tonight. And we are still waiting for Dave Unger. If we don't get Dave, we're going to go ahead and switch back to a couple of wrestling topics. So don't worry. The end of the Wrestling Talk podcast is going to be lit no matter what. Period. Point blank. But we are working on Attitude of Aggression's very own uh, Dave Unger. Insert TV. Let's get a, uh, a message out to Skywalker. Let's get a message out to Dave and see if we can't figure out what's going on. Okay? Here's my question for the general manager. Okay? General manager, you all heard what's happening at Universe Mania 6 concerning the Spartans Heart Championship. 
the Spartans Heart Championship is a money in the bank for the Warriors Heart Championship. And when I say money in the bank, I don't mean you can cash it in any time, but any time the Warriors Heart Championship comes up for defense, then the Spartans Heart Champion, if he makes it there, okay, will have an opportunity to compete for the top championship in the group. We all know, okay, we all know that the Warriors Heart Championship is getting ready to undergo a huge transformation, and it is going to be by far the most important belt in the FWWC. So here's my two-part question. Number one, what can other people learn from the promo we saw today from El Matarazas? Because we all have to admit it was a pretty damn good one. And number two, how do you feel about the person that he chose from your brand to compete for the Spartans Heart Champion? And I am a little old school, so we're going to go ahead and let ladies go first. Hardcore sis, please answer those two questions as best as you can. Well, first of all, my thought on the promo is that I think, as usual, and I know you're not going to like this, Nightmare, but Omar Aradis was right on target, right on point. You know, a lot of what he said in this promo really drove home some points, you know. And there's a lot of things going on around here that some people that get a little feelings hurt and people who want to, you know, just be Mr. Big and Mr., you know, think that they run things around here. But they don't, and he kind of made those points clear, along with a few other points. For my member of my team, Bishop, we know I have some really great people on my team, and almost anybody on my team would be, you know, a good person to put in the match. But one of the one of my top people on my team is Bishop. So when Elmasa put Bishop in there, you know, I got to say, I think Bishop – can take it home. I think he can be the one to win the whole thing. And I think the other two brands, well, your people just don't stand a chance against mine. So that's just the way it is. Bishop is going to show in the Spartans Heart match why Inferno is on fire and why we are the team to beat. Wow. Awesome. 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 Hardcore sis, before we let you go, any final thoughts? for the members of the FWWC concerning Universe Mania 6? Just that it is going to be on fire, and you watch the Inferno brand, because like I said, we have two really big matches, not just the one with Battle Cat and, and Douglas James and one of them leaving our group, but, you know, Marcus Mayhem and the returning Madman Joe, you know, they're going to be going at it, and if Madman Joe wins, he becomes the number one contender for that U.S. title again. So, We've got two really big, really great matches. And then after UM6, we also have a big match coming up to determine a couple number one contenders for my hardcore title. So you know what? We're already on fire, and our fire isn't going to just be in a UM6. It's going beyond. We are burning, and we are going to show everybody why we are hot. Awesome. Guys, there's a reason that the Inferno brand is getting a lot of notoriety and a lot of attention right now. Hardcore is leadership is really, really paying dividends. Everybody who's working for her right now on the Inferno brand, consider yourselves very, very lucky. Up next, ladies and gentlemen, we have Tank Westbrook. That's right, Tank Westbrook. Tank, you heard the two questions I asked Hardcore Sis, but just in case, I'm going to go ahead and reiterate them. Number one, what did you take away 
from Mata's promo a little bit earlier. What do you think that some of the young superstars in the FWWC can learn from it? Because we can all agree it was pretty dope. And number two, how do you feel about the person that was selected to represent your brand in the Spartans Heart Championship match at Universe Mania 6? First of all, I want to uh, remark on Hardcore says she says she has this fire and that her brand's going to burn all the way to the end. Well, she's right. They're going to burn down to the ground because they're not going to get very far. And she needs to wipe off the brown crap on her nose because she has it so far stuck up. Oh, Mata Gluteus Maximus. So, your questions. Hmm. What can I take away from it? What can I tell the new superstars coming into the FWWC? Well, boys, if you know, if you want to learn how to talk to talk and be able to walk the walk a little bit, learn from El Mata. Do I like the guy? No. But can I give the guy you know, props and credit to where it goes? Yes, I can do that. El Mata, good job for talking what you were talking about. You had points that were relevant and they were so great. Yes, I give you that. Now, on to my superstar that you picked, Big T. Big T wants El Mata. Now, he gets El Mata on the grandest stage of them all. It's either shut up, put up, and see what you got. Do I have a faith that Big T can bring you home? Heck, yes, I do. That's why I chose him for the infinite brand. And from his being able to talk, he knows what he's getting himself into. So good luck, Big T. Wow, absolutely encouraging thoughts from Tank Westbrook towards his challenger, Big T, the Python. And I'll say this about Tank Westbrook. If I was an active competitor, there's a very good chance that that's who I would be working for. Tank seems like a reasonable, hardworking guy. He's a family man, but he's also a fighter. He's proven it. He's been a multi-time champion here, a multi-time universal champion. Uh, Tank Westbrook is somebody that when he speaks, you got to make sure that you listen. Uh, because whenever he does, he's always got something to say. For those of you on the blue brand, consider yourselves very, very lucky. I know Tank to be one of those people that is going to fight for you till the very end, no matter how hard it is. Very, very fortunate to be working for Infinite's Tank Westbrook. The last uh, general manager that we have, uh, and we've got to get his thoughts as well, is the one and only La Familia's very own, the heel deal, Mr. Number One. Mr. Number One, you've heard the question but I just want to make sure it comes through clearly. Number one, you saw the promo a little bit earlier. What do you think the young superstars can take away from seeing a promo from a legend like El Mata, even though I personally am not a huge fan? I know you and Nightmare Jones absolutely love the guy, okay? And number two, what do you think about the selection that was made to represent your brand in the Spartans Heart Championship match at Universe Media 6? Watching that promo... It reminds you of who turns the needle around here. And most importantly, when you don't think anybody's watching, when you don't think, ah, oh, they won't notice, they, nobody will care, there's always going to be one man, one group that's going to hold everybody in this place accountable. And that's our Mataratas and La Familia worldwide, baby. And second, Mata, why can't you chosen Robert, Big Papa Kirk? It's going to go to the SOS. I want Rise to have that belt, and I know Arden Murphy can do it. He's got skill. He's got talent. He's got luck. He's, he's got the little guy off the Lucky Charms box. He's got it all, <laughs> and he's going to bring that home to Rise, baby. 
wow, absolute crazy intensity by that one Canadian that we all know and love, Mr. Number One Heel Deal. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that brings us to the conclusion of tonight's edition of the FWWC segment. We promised Dave Unger, and we're going to give you Dave Unger. You guys are going to get a solid 20 minutes of Dave Unger no matter what because that's what we do here on the Russell Talk Podcast. We're going into overtime, so if you guys are watching on the Facebook Live feed, you're good. This will stay good. If you guys are listening on the uh, Russell Talk Podcast stream, then I highly recommend that you dial this number within the next three minutes, 657. Somebody type that out for me on the Facebook if you don't mind. 657-383-1521. That's, again, 657-383-1521. You continue to listen on hold as we go into overtime tonight on the Wrestle Talk Podcast with Joe and Renee. All that said, Josie, you know what to do. It is time to transition into our second featured guest of the evening, the one and only representing the attitude of aggression, loyal member of the Wrestle Talk family, actually got my got me my own theme music my own theme song i always wanted that and you guys came through with that so i you know how can i be anything but great right <laughs> dude you're you're under appreciating yourself you're dave <laughs> effing unger of attitude of aggression dude you deserve an intro theme right i mean that's that's I, the way i look at it I do, man. I do exactly. At, at least you weren't playing like you know my Corona or any of the uh, the parodies that have been going on lately. So uh, I appreciate that, guys. <laughs> and and sorry for coming in late, man. I think there was a mix up. I thought it was tomorrow, and Luke <laughs> Luke's texted me like, "No, it's tonight." I screwed up. I'm like, "Oh yeah, sure, I can jump on, no problem." So, how the hell are you guys doing with all this insanity in the world? Well, I'll tell you what, you know? Joe. I'm gonna give Dave a free pass. Because he does live in California, and we all know that the hippie lettuce is legal in California. So if you slipped up and you forgot, that is just a symptom of the hippie lettuce. Dave, we love you, and we forgive you. It's all good, right? (laughs) I'm good with it. I'm just glad you're here. I wish I could blame it on that, but uh, it's just maybe it's because I'm, like, getting old. That's probably what it is. Okay, that's a little sad, right? (laughs) But it's all good. We're glad that you're here, bro. Chonzi, why don't you go ahead and kick it off, bro? Absolutely. Yeah, you know, this, uh, uh, all this Corona stuff is really, uh, screwed over pro wrestling, but, uh, you know, it seems like the WWE and AEW are still giving us wrestling, even though there was no fans, at least they're giving us something to watch. 
I want to know what your thoughts about this, these these whole shows that are going on without any fans, especially WrestleMania. One of the biggest events of the year is going to be done with no fans whatsoever. Well, you guys know that I'm as hardcore a wrestling fan as there is. And with that being mm-hmm. said, I am 100 and fi- in the words of the Macho Man Randy Savage, ooh, I'm 150% against them going forward with WrestleMania. I, I think this is, this is just a, a bad decision. I, I mean, I, I've been on a lot of podcasts, my own podcast, other people's podcasts. It's bled into the uh, Bandwagon Nerds podcast discussion. It, it's just the, the problem is I, I, I'm okay with them running Raw and SmackDown and NXT and empty arenas. You know, that, that's okay. I, you know, AEW's gotten creative with what they're doing. Now they're going to introduce the TNT title, which is probably the resurrection of the TV title. Uh, I think it's next week. And I'm all in favor of stuff like that. But we're talking WrestleMania, guys. And, and I mean, yeah, you, you're probably going to get some really good matches, but I, I have not seen an empty arena match thus far since this started that just blew me away. You, you need that crowd interaction. WrestleMania to me has always been about the moments as much as the matches. I mean, you go back to like WrestleMania 18 and look at the rock and Hulk Hogan. If you just grade that on the match itself, it's nothing spectacular, but the crowd made that match iconic. You're not going to have that this time. Uh, and, and they need that. And, and this, this to me is an insult to the fans. It's an insult to the legacy of WrestleMania was, which Vince himself has created to sit there and say, let's go forward with this thing. Uh, people need, you know, Triple H, people need to be entertained. Yeah, we do, Hunter, but not like this. This, this is not WrestleMania. Don't call it WrestleMania. Uh, it's, I'm, I'm very much against them going forward with WrestleMania. I, I do like the idea of spreading it over two nights. I hope they do go in that format moving forward. But, man, at WrestleMania without fans, I mean, that's, that's just, I, I, I mean, that's just terrible. I, I don't, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know how you justify that, it, right? I mean, I, I just, I, I can't. I've got nothing. And so many, you know, Romans pulled out of this thing. There's health concerns. There's rumors. People are sick. No one's sure. You know, yeah, you can say there's no fans, but you still got people there. There's still the chance of, of this stuff being transmitted. It's just a bad, bad scene all around. I mean, I just, I. Like I said, man, you want to do Raws, you want to do SmackDowns, you want to have NXT Dynamite. Okay, that's one thing. Not Wrestle Frickin' Mania? No way, man. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't do it. Well, you know what, I mean, Jonesy? Joe, jo, yes. I, I want to do this real quick, if you don't mind. There, there's a guy on hold that I think always has an interesting perspective. So I'm going to go ahead and get him on, Joe. Uh, Drew Chandler, a.k.a. Ref Pinky. Um, who always have who always has interesting perspectives on things like this the way that you do, Dave. If it's okay with you guys, I'll bring him in because I know that he's got something to add this conversation. So we'll go to Drew and then we'll go back to you and then back to Dave. Is that all right with you guys? Yeah, that works for me. Sweet, sweet, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. Uh, one of the most well-known officials, managers, and personalities in Midwest wrestling today. The guy is all over the place between. Uh, Kansas, Missouri, Oklahoma, Texas. I know you were going to be working at WWE show, and had it not been for coronavirus, uh, you would have had an opportunity to do that not too long ago. Drew, welcome back to the show, man. It's great to have you. 
Hey, you know, I'm happy to be here. I always enjoy uh, listening to the Wrestle Talk podcast. And in, in past episodes, uh, Dave, you've actually been one of my favorite guests that they've had on here. So it's my it's my honor and pleasure to be here with you. Man, I I really God, you guys are putting me over hard tonight. I mean, that's <laughs> fantastic. Red carpet, Dave, <laughs> every single time. Just get used to it. <laughs> I'll, I'll try. It's going to be tough, but I'll try. Uh, uh, Drew, I know you heard everything that Dave said. You always have an interesting perspective. In some cases, people have accused you of just having different perspectives to piss people off. I'm neither going to confirm or deny if any of that is true, but I know that your perspectives are always interesting. You heard what Dave had to say. What are your thoughts on uh, on WrestleMania moving forward this year? You know, honestly, um, part of the <laughs> part of the thing that gets me in trouble is I like to see both sides of the situation, and I like to see positives that could come out of it um as far as me agreeing with having wrestlemania or not i i do think that it should at least be postponed um or you know turn it into some kind of uh network special and not call it wrestlemania or something like i don't know do do something different but uh i also think that this wrestlemania really has the potential to be something extremely unique um because wrestlemania has never been done like this you know, empty arena style with no fans. It's always been about the pageantry, the fireworks, the spectacle, you know. WrestleMania has always been that. And this year it doesn't have the opportunity to be that. So it's going to be interesting to see what they do. Are they going to have fireworks? Can they have fireworks in that tiny building? I don't know. It's To me, the, the positive out of it for me is this is definitely going to be, whether people realize it or not, a memorable WrestleMania. Just because the simple fact is, you know, it's, it's so different than any other WrestleMania. Everybody's going to be able to point back to WrestleMania 36 and say, I remember that WrestleMania because, you know, there was a pandemic going on. There were so many things in the world going on. WrestleMania had no choice but to be different that year. And uh, for, for years from now, we're, we're going to be prepping for WrestleMania 80. And people are going to think back to, Remember WrestleMania 36, everybody's going to have that number ingrained in their mind just because they know it. And whatever happens at this pay-per-view, everybody's going to remember that that moment happened at WrestleMania 36. You know, and it's just a, it has the potential to be such a history-making presentation, especially with it being two nights, too. That's different. That's never been done before. And I think that's something that I've seen a lot of people clamoring for. A lot of people have been clamoring for WrestleMania to be two nights for a long time. And... Now they're finally getting it under maybe unfortunate circumstances, but I'm just looking forward to how historical it's going to be. Um, and I, I think it's definitely going to be interesting. And I think a lot of us are going to come out of it feeling differently than we did when we went in. I, I think it really has the potential to be that way. Well, I'll say this, it's definitely polarizing. It's definitely different, but I don't know if those things correlate to good. And I think that's kind of what we're discussing here. Is it, is it a good idea to do it? Obviously, we won't find out until after the fact. But, Jonesy, I know you had some strong thoughts uh, before we brought Drew on. Uh, why don't you go ahead and jump back in, and then we'll go back to Dave and see what his thoughts are. Yeah, you know, I uh, I am, am kind of interested to, to see exactly what is, is, you know, how this is going to play out. And I actually agree with, with Drew. I, I think that Drew had a good uh, – Good out a good outlook on this. Well, the fact that everybody is going to always remember this WrestleMania, no matter 
what WrestleMania that they have, it could be WrestleMania 80, like you said, and everybody is still going to remember the WrestleMania that they didn't have any fans. And, you know, while a lot of people don't like it, I still have to commend the WWE for at least giving us something different to watch during this coronavirus. Sure, they, they, they could end up, you know, they uh, could have postponed it, but then again, you know, a lot of wrestlers, uh, uh, a lot of fans look forward to WrestleMania every single year, and it's like the WWE doesn't want to let anybody down, so that's why they're continuing with WrestleMania. All right. That's well, th- thank you guys. Thank you all for your thoughts, Dave. What do you think? Uh, you know, I agree a lot with what Drew said. I mean, I, I think. It, it will be memorable. Nobody will ever forget this. There is the potential for some really great moments to come out of this thing. I absolutely agree with him that you shouldn't call it WrestleMania, though. I, I mean, that, that part, you want to do a network special and call it whatever the hell you want. Call it Corona Mania, for all I care. Uh, you know, have it over <laughs> two nights and, 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 do, and just run with it. But I, I wouldn't call it WrestleMania because, you know, like Jonesy's saying, um, a lot of people have clamored for it to be two nights, but yeah, one of the main reasons they've wanted it to be two nights is because of fan exhaustion, because the fans are exhausted by the time you get to hour six. And there's some really good matches that are going on that the fans just don't care about because they're too tired and they got to go to the bathroom and something like that. So the two night thing, I always, you know, from my perspective is always designed to, Hey, let's break this up. So that the fans are, are fresh and rested for all the great matches that they might see. So um, you know, I, I think maybe they're experimenting with the two-night format to see how they work with this thing. I know it's not going to be all at the Performance Center. If it's an empty arena, I'm like, you know, if you want to do WrestleMania, why not have it in an empty Raymond James Stadium? Then you can launch off fireworks. You could still set up the set. You could make it feel sort of like WrestleMania, even under the odd circumstances of an 80,000-seat stadium with nobody there. That would be, you know, then I'd be like, okay, that's going to be kind of different, but it's still kind of cool. You can still give fans, because a lot of people wanted to see that Buccaneer ship set up as a WrestleMania stage. We're all going to miss that. So I, I, agree, with, I agree with what Drew and Jonesy said, that it, it's going to be memorable. No one will ever, ever, ever forget this WrestleMania, but I wouldn't call it WrestleMania because it's not WrestleMania. This is not WrestleMania. No matter what, you know, you can only put lipstick on a pig for so long, and it's still a pig, and, and that's what this situation is. You can call it whatever you want. This is not going to be WrestleMania, no matter what label Vince wants to put on it. And strong thoughts from Dave Unger, ladies and gentlemen, of Attitude and Aggression. Attitude of Aggression on uh, social media, attitudeofaggression.com. Make sure you guys look him up. He's got articles, blogs. He's got podcasts. Uh, the man knows what he's talking about when it comes to the world of pro wrestling. He covers it, um, you know, with, with passion and with vigor. And he's been doing it for a long time uh, because he loves the sport, just like everybody that's tuning in here tonight. So a couple of rapid-fire questions for you, gentlemen, just things that I pulled off of uh, either wrestling Twitter or just, uh, you know, whatever, when I Google pro wrestling news on, uh, on Google. These are some of the things that, that came up. I just want to see if I can get your guys' quick-fire uh, or rapid-fire thoughts. Number one, uh, Hulk Hogan revealing the new look. I don't know if you guys seen the new Hulk Hogan with the all-white beard, kind of looking like Santa Claus-ish with some huge pecs. 
What do you guys think about the new look for Holster? Uh, let's go ahead and start with you, uh, Nightmare Jones. I have not seen that. I did not know that Hulk Hogan had a new look. I'm going to have to look that up real quick. I did not know that. Wow. All right, cool. Really? Yeah, go ahead and look that up, man. That's on uh, WrestlingNews.com. Uh, for you, Drew, uh, I'm sure you saw it. Montez Ford uh, last night took an incredibly dangerous bump to the outside of the ring. Nobody there to catch him or protect him. Landed kind of square on his back. Some people said he might even hit his head. Uh, your thoughts on the uh, Montez Ford bump? Was it planned or not planned? I saw that earlier on Twitter when I was scrolling through, and then I think I saw it in a different uh, chat room earlier in the day also. I did not watch it last night, but to me it looked like um, it looked like a giant miscommunication. So uh, <laughs> whenever Montez Ford went against the ropes, it looked like Seth Rollins meant to grab his leg and trip him up. And I, I really think that was the plan. That didn't happen. So Montez couldn't just stop because then it would look phony. So he went against the ropes, jumped out, and did a dive. Austin Theory did not know that the dive was happening because he couldn't see what was happening in the ring. So he didn't have time to prepare. So uh, I, I think it was just a giant miscommunication. Uh, Seth didn't grab the feet, so he had to go. You, you can't just stop. You're on TV, bro, international television. And uh, just a big, big, terrible thing. I really hope he didn't break his back. Um, but, you know, accidents happen in wrestling. Not everything goes as planned. It's not ballet, you know, as they say. I've taken a, 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 a few choke slams in my life that didn't feel too well. So uh, it, it is what it is. It's wrestling. I hope he turns out to be okay. I think just a giant miscommunication. All right, and Dave, this one for you. Did Roman Reigns make a mistake by ranting against the fans on Instagram? Good move or bad move for Roman Reigns? Oh, I think it's a great move. I am I, one of these people who I, I get tired of seeing Roman just put up with so much crap from the fans. And it, to me, it's like, yeah, fire back at them, man. I mean, the guy, the guy, if you listen to what he said, there's a lot of truth in what he said. He goes out for leukemia. He comes back in four months because he didn't want to let any of his fans down and to be that part of WrestleMania last year. And, they, you know, he's done everything he can to keep himself out of the title picture. And, and you know, and then on top of it, he's going to pull himself out because, hey, this isn't a safe thing for me. And fans, you know, so... Roman, in my opinion, he's damned if he does and damned if he doesn't. If he gets the title, people are pissed off. He eliminates Edge, people are pissed off. He pulls out a WrestleMania, or whatever you want to call it, and people are pissed off. So I'm fine with Roman going off on some of these marks who are out there, giving him a hard time for every little thing he does. The guys, I'm no Roman Reigns, you know, massive fan. I like the guy just fine. I'm wearing one of his shirts right now. But I, I think he puts up with far too much crap. <laughs> from far too many people. So I was really glad to see him just kind of throw the gauntlet down on some of these, some of these guys and just, and just go after him. So yeah, good for you. Kudos, Roman. Go get him, Big dog. It's your yard. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Well, Drew, thank you so much for jumping in and joining us. We're going to go ahead and get on to the uh, Wrestle Talk podcast game show challenge, but as always, man, it's a pleasure. Uh, any words of encouragement to your fo- fellow professional wrestling fans and workers, as I know that you work uh, throughout the central United States as a referee. Uh, any words of encouragement to those folks? I think just keep grinding. You know, just because we can't do live shows in front of fans doesn't mean that 
Uh, our passion stops. It doesn't mean that uh, our motivation stops. Uh, this is all just downtime to help heal our bodies, prepare our minds, and uh, move forward to the future. So keep the faith, y'all. Keep the faith. Ladies and gentlemen, the one and only Rap Pinky, a.k.a. Drew Chandler. Thank you for joining us, man. You have a great night. Yep, see you guys. Gotta love Drew, man. He always had such a unique perspective. Well, all that said, I think it's time to get into the most excited segment of the whole show. And, yes, we've been going for a little bit over two hours, ladies and gentlemen, but this is the best part of it all where we get to test our pro wrestling knowledge against each other. And guess what? Tonight things are going to be a little bit different because usually it's your boy that's in the spotlight, Nightmare Jones, but tonight you get to go one-on-one against the one and only Dave Unger in tonight's edition of the Wrestle Talk Podcast Game Show Challenge. My question to both of you is, are you guys ready and are you game? I'm ready, man. Oh, I, let's let's do it. I, I am 100% ready. As a matter of fact, I am so ready. I already have my thing. I already have my song already queued up for when Nightmare Jones wins <laughs> tonight's contest. Here it is. <laughs> <laughs>
Do you gentlemen understand the rules? I think I got it. All right. I'll give you clues. As soon as you know, shout out the answer. All right. So in tonight's WrestleTalk Podcast Game Show Challenge is California Love. I will give you information about three professional wrestlers from California. When you think you know who I'm talking about, please shout out your answer. The first person, once again, to win two out of three falls will be the winner of tonight's contest. Are you guys ready to go? Yes. Ready, buddy. It's time to do whatever the hell you want. So let's get it on. Old man. <laughs> Thank you, Mills Lane. Question number one. This professional wrestler hails from San Jose, California. After four years of independ- on the independent scene under a different name, this wrestler went on to capture singles championships in both NXT and the WWE and singles and tag championships also in the WWE. This wrestler is also the first professional wrestler to win Pro Wrestling Illustrated Inspirational Wrestler of the Year two years in a row from 2015 to 2016. Presently, this wrestler will be competing in WrestleMania, defending her SmackDown Women's Champion. And that is correct, Dave Unger. The answer is Bailey. Presently, the score is 1-0 in favor of Dave Unger. Nightmare Jones, how do you feel about that? You're down 1-0. It's only 1-0. I got two more to go. Two more. (laughs) No, 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 no. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Question. Enter Timmy's out of his mind. All right. Question number two. This professional wrestler hails from the City of Angels. In his 27-year career, he has held championships in many professional wrestling promotions. That is incorrect. In his 27-year career, he has held multiple championships in many professional wrestling promotions, including New Japan Pro Wrestling, Ring of Honor, and TNA. Presently, this wrestler is in all-elite wrestling alongside his teammates, Frankie Kazarian and Scorpio Scott. Christopher Daniels. Christopher Daniels. I said it first. I, 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 it's your call, man. I think I said it right. Like uh, a second that's before. a tough one. You know what? We'll go back and we'll go ahead and check the tape right now. Let's go ahead and call that second question a stalemate. We will go back and check the tape. All right. Question number three. This professional wrestler has done a lot in 18 years in professional wrestling. He has held. That is incorrect. He has held championships in OVW, Lucha Underground, Impact Wrestling, AAA, and WWE. A former winner of Tough Enough, this man is scheduled to defend the WWE Tag Team Championships at this upcoming WrestleMania. Alongside John Morrison is correct. Ladies and gentlemen, we have an official winner, the one and only 
Go to Pro Wrestling Tees. Support an indie wrestler. Go buy a shirt. Give these guys some love. Give these gals some love. Help them out during this time frame. Make sure you're supporting indie wrestling. And, you know, you know, enjoy it. I mean, WrestleMania, whatever you want to call it, it's going to be WrestleMania. It's going to be, like Drew said, very interesting. We'll see what happens. Everybody, I hope they stay safe and healthy, man. Jonesy? Uh, just thank you for coming on to the podcast. Thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to come on to the podcast. You are awesome. You are welcome on to the podcast anytime that you want to, sir. You are more than welcome. I appreciate it, guys. I got to get you guys on my show. It's time to reciprocate. Return the favor. You know, you guys got to come on mine. Let's do it, man. Have some great questions. And I'll tell you what, in the spirit of giving back during this time, I want to say to everybody, we're also doing kind of our thing here on the Wrestle Talk Podcast. For those of you that have been on the fence about getting the Wrestle Talk Podcast mug, uh, we can get it customized for you with only for only twenty dollars. That means we'll engrave your name on the Wrestle Talk Podcast mug. This is a bar quality mug. Half of our profits, which is uh, half, uh, half of our profits, is five dollars. Will go directly to your favorite professional wrestler, your favorite professional wrestling promotion or even your favorite charity. You tell us where you want that money to go. We'll do that. Also, huge thanks to our sponsors, the Conspiracy Farm with UFC Hall of Famer Pat Milicic and also Jeffrey Wilson, a.k.a. Jeff, Jay Hollywood, uh, King Cade uh, at the Oak Park Mall that is presently closed. You guys can still uh, place an order for select items at King Cade on Facebook. Dave, once we're done with this, man, do me a favor. Go over to Facebook and give King Cade a like. You're going to love them. Vintage toys, wrestling stuff, Batman, Mega Man, Super Mario, all that vintage stuff that we all love. King Kate's got it. They'll ship it straight to your house. They got a great thing going on over there. And last but not least, Dave, thank you so much for making time for us, dude. We love the fact that you continue to come on and support the Wrestle Talk podcast. Um, we hope that you find yourself well and that you and your family make it through this completely unscathed, man. Appreciate you making time for us, brother. Grace and peace to you. Anytime, guys. Always glad to be a part of your show. It's always an honor and a pleasure for us as well. Thank you, Drew, for calling at the end of the show. Uh, the FWC was bomb. DJ and Hoodie Howlett, surprise, freaking appearance by Hoodie Howlett, man, one of the greatest uh, tag team wrestlers in the Midwest today. Uh, also a, a damn good uh, independent uh, singles wrestler as well. Uh, I, I guess I don't want to miss anybody. Just awesome show. Thank you, everybody, for the support. Jonesy, I know you got some jams you want to play on the way out. Guys, we'll be back next week for episode 291 of the Wrestle Talk Podcast. Please be sure to check us out on iTunes uh, and Apple Podcasts. Leave a review. We love you guys 24-7 every single day of the week over at WrestleTalkPodcast.com. Jonesy, let's get on. Get out of here, bro. Let's get back to our families. Everybody be safe out there. You heard me. Peace. I'm the man in my city, yeah, you know it's true Ask around the town, they gon' say my plans are bulletproof Only on this gas, when I'm working or I'm in the booth Miss me with that lazy shit, I'll be making moves They gon' tell you I'm the man in my city, yeah, you know it's true Ask around the town, they gon' say my plans are bulletproof Only on this gas, when I'm working or I'm in the booth Miss me with that lazy shit, I'll be making moves Tell you the flow, I had to slow this Y'all bring some fucking goldfish Y'all keep on talking, but this work ain't gonna go with notice Life is